The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player pots, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hlfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and make it smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast, brand new YouTube page. Make sure you go check those guys out. The hockey guys are giving away a free hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice on guys. Me, really real. Villain Routes, Royal Furman Jr. here at your service. And I'm laughing because I'm reading the chat. And, they, and they're going back and forth about this Bucks Pacers game. I think everybody is over this little Bucks Pacers rivalry that we've had this season. It's not even all star. And these teams have played now, what is this, five? To, this is the fifth and final meeting. It's got. I hope it's the final meeting. No way they have another game after this. But I'm tired of talking about this game. I'm leading off with this game because I'm tired of talking about it. But what I'm not tired of doing is I'm not tired of hitting this game. I am perfect 4-0 in this game this season. Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what is going on? Wait, where's my button? There he goes. Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Had a pretty good episode yesterday. Ended up splitting my lock and dog picks. Had Wemby over two and a half blocks and even money as my lock. Got there in the first half. I think he had four in the first half. My dog didn't get there. I had Sabonis triple-double. He had like 19 rebounds or so, but the assists just weren't there. Uh, shout out to uh, the underdog lineup between Munaf and I as we ended up winning. It was plus 600. We had Daryl higher 16 and a half points he got there. Uh, we had Kobe White Lower than 22 and a half points that got there, and we had Sabonis uh, higher than 20 and a half rebounds and assists. He had 19 rebounds and he got there easily. So, yeah, can't complain. Hit a six to one shot there. Hopefully, you tailed that. But Wemby did his part, Sabonis did part of his part. He didn't get the triple double for me. Couple of fun games yesterday, decent amount of blowouts. I know you just mentioned the Pacers game. Shout out to Indiana for you know getting the job done against Milwaukee. Yep. I want to give a, a shout out to OKC. Excuse me. Pretty profitable two days on the show. Monte and I, Monte give you a lock and a dog. He swept his show. I missed my lock with Miami plus seven and a half, but plus 270 on the Pacers. And we gave out the the money line round robin of the Pacers, Jazz, and Heat. Unfortunately, Heat didn't get it done, but man, did we get the Jazz. I mean, this show's been cooking the past two days of the new year, Scott. So that and OKC. Is a buzz yeah. all that I don't think anybody like okay, so they're now a half it was a game, great game out. Watch though. It was a great game. They're a half game out of the one seed. In the past, what is it, week, maybe two weeks? Uh SGA has teams, scored north of 35 points and given not only a former MVP finals MVP champion in L, but now your NBA finals favorite in the East Side. Um not East Side in the East Conference, the East Conference. And no, is this Thunder team legit? I think they might be. Now, I don't think the full roster is set in stone. I do think if they want to actually go through multiple rounds of seven game series, 
they do need a little bit of veteran experience, and I was not a big fan of how they closed out the game last night, for example. They held on. They did enough. Uh, J-Dub has done a good job of becoming the second option. We know Shea's incredible, and he's going to be an MVP finalist. It does feel like they do need a bit more size. They kind of got killed in the final couple minutes on the glass, which I do think they're going to need some assistance with. So I do think they do need another center, uh, at least somebody who can help mitigate the damage on the boards. And I do still wonder if Giddy is the point guard of the future with this team uh, for multiple reasons, but let's stick with the all-in-the-court reasons. I don't really know if I can trust him late in games. He's gotten better when it comes to the three-point shot, but he's still not a great fit, in my opinion, for this team. And I do think that's one of the pieces they need to potentially improve on. Of course, I mentioned the front court. Besides Chet, they need somebody else who can rebound on this team. But for the most part, you're looking at OKC being this good and... They have all the draft picks they have yet to even consider trading. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want to do it. The question is if Presti is going to pull the trigger, is he going to actually cash in these picks for a proven guy, or is he going to Danny Ainge the situation where he holds on to these picks for five years, doesn't do anything, misses out on, like for example, with mm-hmm. the Celtics, Anthony Davis, and suddenly you make the finals a couple of times, with the Eastern Conference finals a couple of times, and you don't win anything. So I do feel like there's a couple ways to do this. Ainge, I thought, should have traded the picks quicker than he actually did, and he missed out on a couple of stars that could have gone Boston a title. I hope Presti doesn't do the same thing. Presti should trade for a guy. This team is right there on the cusp. I think based on how the roster is currently constructed, they're good enough to potentially make the Western Conference Finals. Would I pick them to win the championship this year if they don't do any type of move whatsoever? I will not. I think they're going to get killed on the glass come playoff time. But they're right there. They're on the cusp. Do you agree with that or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I disagree that I wouldn't pick them. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can't. Uh, mm, but that Kings team was a buzzsaw, was a buzzsaw all year. And they ran into Golden State last year. So maybe just the lack of playoff experience is a reason why I wouldn't pick them. But, I mean, I'm pretty much sold that, you know, Shea should be the MVP if this Thunder team is one to in the West. Easy. He should he should 100% be MVP. And I think it's now the question of do the Thunder trade the Jazz their first round pick that they got for Derek Favors back for Lori Marketing? Give it back. Just give them their pick back. It is your pick. It was originally your pick. You can have it. Please take it back. Give us Lori. Lori is Lore is even worth. Is he worth three huh? first picks? Is he worth like three in a oh, swap? Yeah. Worth multiple, but I would make sure that the one that I give them is theirs. Like I would. Is that sure enough? Do you think Lore is just the one piece they need, or do you think they need multiple pieces? Yeah, I mean he, he's going to help them on the glass. He's going to give them another uh, additional level score, and I mean it may be defensively, and I think that's the one thing that you're kind of looking at is what this team is going to look like defensively, but. This offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. I, I think that they're close, man. I really do think they're close. Like Shea is Shea is a superstar. I think he's getting yeah. to the point where we could say he's a superstar. And that's a very good defensive backcourt. That's like Derek White and Drew Holiday, which might be the best defensive backcourt in the entire league. And Shea uh-huh. was just walking into thirty and three quarters. Like they were helpless the entire game. Tatum had to guard him late. I thought Tatum did a decent job for the most part, but still, Shea is just that guy. There's really nothing more to add. He's that guy. I'll All ask right, you this, though. Who, who, just what? quickly. I know we got a lot of games. Which team would you think has a better chance of actually making the NBA Finals? The Thunder or the Timberwolves? 
I'm taking OKC and I'm not hesitating, but I just wanted. To yeah, know. yeah, I, yeah. I had to think. I mean, I think Anthony Edwards is gonna have his moment, but I don't. And uh, I think I Shea's like better it, than Anthony Edwards. This Thunder, so. yeah, I think this Thunder team. I think this Thunder team is a buzzsaw. Like if I had, if I had these two in a series, I'm taking the Thunder. But I just don't. I think Simmons playoff series. I've seen it too many times. So. Yeah. But I think this is different. I think because I, I don't really trust Cat. I trust Anthony Edwards. You trust Gobert in a playoff series? I trust Anthony Edwards. I'm saying that's one guy. So that's kind of my point. Yeah, I trust Anthony Edwards. I feel like yeah. I'm making putting. I'm making clear, perfect sense here. I trust Anthony Edwards. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and get and let's talk about that aforementioned Pacers game that had the chat on ten early this morning. YouTube.com/slash NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you're checking that out. Hey. The Milwaukee Bucks are on the road going to play the Indiana Pacers. Bucks open up minus two and a half. They are now currently minus three and a half. 258 is the total. Let's pull up an injury report here. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, I have Chris Middleton questionable with a wrist and knee injury. We have AJ Green out and Jay Crowder out, as you know. For the Pacers, Bruce Brown missed the previous five games, but it looks like he could make his return tonight. He is questionable. Andrew Nemhard also went out during that Bucks game with the back injury. He's questionable to play in this game again tonight. All right, Scott. Uh, what is this? Number five? F. The fifth installment of this game, the Bucks have won a grand total of one. That's quite a celebration yeah, for the one, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. They, you know, and of course it was still about the Pacers. I'm very much uh, questioning if the Pacers got the game ball last night. I think the Bucks held on to it. What are you doing here? Three and a half. I know that usually for these immediate rematch games, you tend to hope for a split and you just assume that Milwaukee's going to bounce back and they'll be able to get the job done. Mm-hmm. I still don't trust this team defensively at all. And Halliburton was one rebound away from kind of matching Giannis's triple-double from the game prior. <laughs> Not the same stat line, but still, Giannis's triple-double from one player in each team, which doesn't happen uh-huh. that often. Indiana's just not afraid of this team, and I don't think most teams are. Now, Milwaukee's record is still really good, so I'm not going to automatically throw them out saying, oh, you know, this team is screwed because the record's good, but defensively, this team just doesn't have it, and Lillard mm-hmm. is not the guy that Milwaukee was hoping he would be. Now, you can look at the actual numbers. They're fine. But when you trade for Lillard and you get rid of Drew Holiday, you kind of need Lillard to look like he was still in Portland. And I feel like he doesn't look like that. I know he's had some moments here and there, but for the most part, would you agree that uh, Lillard looks, I don't want to say a step slower, but he doesn't look as good as he did in Portland in years past. He's older, but would you agree on that? Yes, by far. And it's not because I had his uh, higher than 25 and a half points last game. No, that's not why. (laughs) Man, I just... Just watching him play. I mean, he takes a lot of ill-advised shots because he's done that his entire career. The difference is this year they're not going in as much. And he can't guard anybody. He's a traffic cone. So you're you're trying to talk about how this team can stop a star point guard like Halliburton, which is the main secret to beating this Indiana team. And anytime you get Lillard switch into a pick and roll, it's uh, what is it? Barbecue chicken alert? It's a problem. Like <laughs> they, they can't guard him. Like Halliburton kills this team every time. Now the issue Indiana runs into is that with Miles Turner and the lack of paint defense, Giannis is going to get a free run to the lane every time. And it seemed like Indiana made the decision, the executive decision, we're not letting him drop sixty again. 
and they just decided to give him extra looks and they tried to force somebody else to beat them. And Lillard couldn't do that. So I feel like you might lean to Milwaukee here because it's an immediate rematch game, but I'm going to lean to Indiana. I like the home crowd. I think they're in good form. Indiana's a team that I've been kind of hit or miss with this season because they've had some high highs and some low lows because they don't guard anybody, but the offense is still really good. I'm going to lean to Indiana. I like the home crowd. At the end of the day, I think the Milwaukee supporting cast is a little bit overrated. Maybe it's mostly Lillard, but I'm going to take Indiana in the spot getting three and a half. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to lean to Milwaukee because it's an immediate rematch revenge spot. Nah, I don't know. I really don't know where I lean to this game. I'm up to this point still trying to figure out which side I kind of like for the full game. I think there's only one thing I'm kind of talking myself into. And no, I'm gonna take the Bucks in the first quarter. Okay. And I think that they're gonna come out and they're they they got out to a hot start in that last first quarter. Like you saw it, it looked like this game wasn't even gonna be close, and we were gonna be completely wrong about this Pacers team and being able to get it done with that large number. And you know, it just when Ben Matherin came in, that's when the game started to take the tide. When he came in, he was able to get inside the paint, able to really affect scoring, and he just kind of started to take that game over slowly. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just back the Bucks in the first quarter with this immediate rematch and say that they come out clicking all set, all things uh, good. Defensively, they're up a little bit. That You know it's frustrating. You just lost to this team at home again. You know, you've been through the turmoil. This team's kicked your ass all season pretty much, and here we are for a fifth meeting. I think they they come out laser-focused and on the road, ready to go. So I'll at least take them in the first quarter. Um, I guess I'll respect the deja vu game and take them for the full game, but I don't really like a, I don't, I really don't like the Bucks for the full game here because I've seen them blow this, and they just can't stop anything inside the paint. Like, when you watch that game and you look, you look at that game over – Everything the Pacers were getting was inside the paint. Ben Mather was getting inside the paint. He was getting very, very tough looks at the basket and still converting. Halliburton was getting inside the paint. You, you, everybody in the backcourt because there was just, like you said, Dame's a traffic cone. This back, this backcourt for the Bucks really isn't that good defensively, and they're getting inside. Like I, I don't know how I can take the Bucks for the full game, but I mean, I guess I lean that way. We'll see. But I really like that first quarter play. And then I still think the over is live because neither one of these teams can really stop anything. I'm an only an under in this game. I think this number is really? too high. Uh, yeah, I actually am. You're looking at the uh, four meetings this season. Only one of these games has gotten to 251. And that mm-hmm. was the third meeting where Giannis scored 60 and change. And that game landed 266. But all the other games have landed 250 or less. We just saw this game a couple days ago. Game landed 235. I think the total in that game was 260. I'm going to lean to the under. I just think this number is too high. Now, I understand that both teams aren't exactly great defensively. I get that. These teams hate each other. You might see a playoff atmosphere. Maybe one bad quarter throws this off. But 257 and a half points is absolutely yeah. massive. Like, that's a crazy You're right. Number. One bad quarter. One bad quarter really does throw you off when you get something, when you get it. And there's a certain high. playoff intensity when these teams play against each other. So the fact that the meetings yeah. so far this season are three and one to the under by a decent margin, actually, I'm going to lean under. I just think this number's too high. Which is crazy because no defense has to be played, Pat. Like, no defense has to be played in this game, and it can still go under. I will admit yeah, that. It's, it's so, just yeah. one bad three-point shooting quarter from, like, either team, and you're probably yeah. fine. So I admit that. Yeah, I like it. No, not bad. All right. 
Any, I mean, any, we talk about this game so much. Any props, like any props or anything. I mean, I feel like Giannis PRA is kind of just a running joke when these teams play against each other because he's in line to either go for 50 or maybe an 18 rebound, triple double, whatever the hell he does. So I don't mind Giannis triple double. Uh, Halliburton, I think, is worth something for, I'm curious if I want the assists or the PRA or maybe just the PA in this game. Mm -hmm. Probably PRA because he had nine rebounds last game. So I think Halliburton's in line for a big stat line. I might just be expecting the stars to show up. I know Middleton's questionable, so we'll see if Malik mm -hmm. Beasley maybe gets a, bo a boost in usage. I don't mind his threes in this game. But for the most part, nah. I think you're looking at Halliburton and Giannis just going back and forth, and we're going to get a pretty fun game out of it. And I'm not touching Lillard, so that's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not touching Deshaun Watson. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and talk about underdog fantasy. Look, underdog fantasy is your favorite way to play your – with all your favorite fantasy players, you can follow their fantasy stats, pick higher or lower, and you can cash in the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, all that is on underdog. Man, Michael Penix cashed me out the other day on the passing yards. He's I so would just say that. He, hey, man, Texas, this is what I was telling you about Texas with Kobe. They played backup quarterbacks all year, all year long. Nobody, but no. College football committee, playoff committee, excuse me, college football playoff committee doesn't recognize that. They just recognize the W that they see next to it. I'm actually convinced that there's actually just the people walking into the college football playoff committee and they still have the BCS machine in the room and they're actually just putting everything in the BCS machine. They're just kind of hanging out, drinking beers and talking about the season, but they're they're not actually doing anything. Sorry for that little rant. We're talking about Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit bonus match up to $100. When you use that promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy, I'm going to be on Underdog for the, college, for the college football national championship. Make sure you're doing it too. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast Hoodie Contest. They just launched their YouTube channel. Go check them out and give them a subscribe. A subscribe. Is, is it going to hurt you? No, it's not going to hurt you. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Just click over real quick. Subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hockey Gambling Podcast. And guess what? Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter the contest and you can get a free Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie. So, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter that contest. All right, let's keep it rolling here. We have the Washington, Virginia Wizards, something like that. Going up against Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Cleveland opened up minus 7.5. They're currently minus 8.5. 239.5 is the total in this one. Let's see here. For an injury report, nine and a half, by the way. So it's, what I said nine and a half, right? You said eight. You said eight and a half. Oh, my fault. Nine and a half. Yeah, it's opened up at seven and a half, currently sitting at nine and a half. Uh, Gallinari is questionable for the Washington Wizards. We have Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Ty Jerome, as you know, all out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who is this Cleveland team? Who is this Cleveland team to lay? No, who is this Cleveland team to lay nine and a half? That's my point. That's a lot of points. That's a lot I don't know, bro. I don't, we don't know, like bro. this Cleveland team. I mean, it's, we we've really mentioned don't. it several times. They're also I mean, injured, we really, uh, really don't like the Wizards, but we don't like Cleveland either. I'm not laying nine and a half with them. Give me Wizards plus nine and a half. I don't think the Wizards are good, but they've been okay ATS recently. Like they have not totally embarrassed themselves compared to the start of the season. I thought this team would be basically what the Pistons are now. They're not that bad. 
but they were competitive against Atlanta. They beat the Nets. Uh, they've had some moments. Lost to Orlando by eight. Uh, Golden State, they lost two by 11. Shout out to them for the backdoor cover. But Cleveland's <laughs> lost two straight. I don't think they're a very good team. Uh, and I think nine and a half is a massive spread. I'm actually going to lean to Washington here. Cleveland's missing a lot of guys. I can't just suddenly ignore, oh, Garland and Mobley are out, so Mitchell and company will find a way to not only so win, but win by margin. Playing, if they were they playing, don't win by this margin. be 12 and a half? This would be like 11 and a half, 12 and a half? They'd be higher. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't no know, but way. it's just too many points. I, I, at least Washington's healthy. They're not good, but at least they're healthy and they try. I'll lean to Washington plus nine and a half. I'm not picking them to win the game, but I think Cleveland can win this game by like six. I think Washington hangs in there. Yeah, I'm not taking Cleveland. <laughs> I'm good. Give me Washington. Cleveland will win by ten. Like no, I, 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 they're they're happy if they win a game. Like I think Cleveland once again <laughs> is a team that is fine. But do I trust them to win by margin? No. Not at all. I, I don't think that they're a great basketball team, so I'm going to pass. This is, yeah, that's a pretty, wow. Uh, seven, nine, and one. Si- seven, nine, and one against the spread at home. It's not, it's not very, it's not very good at all. All right. Let's see here, Scott. Uh, what's the total? Two, 39 and a half. Anything there? Anything on the props? Anything? I think I'm going to lean under, but I really don't have much on this game. Like, it's one of those games where, with the injury report, you're relying on a bunch of secondary options for Cleveland to step up offensively. And Washington, mm-hmm. defensively, we know has not been very good this season, and I'm underselling. They've been horrible. But offensively, <laughs> they can go through some dry spells. I'm going to mm-hmm. lean under. It's just two, 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 three, nine and a half just feels massive to me. I'm not. It's another bad quarter type of game for me. I'm just not going to bother. I'll lean to the under, but I'm, no chance I bet it. Hey, man, this is such a favorable part of the schedule for Jared Allen. I'm going to just say it is such a favorable part of the schedule. Like every single night he's getting teams that cannot guard him inside of the paint bro. Every night, every night he's getting teams. He just fell short of that prop last time out 16, but man, I'm telling you, I think a different, a little bit different in game script. He gets there. He's had a 30 point game over the past. (laughs) He's given the bucks 30. He's given Dallas 24. He's given the, the Bulls, uh, 19, there's a 14 against New Orleans, and then 17, another time against Jazz. He's been he's been very, very active with Evan Mobley and Darius Garland out. And Does it, does it bother you it's at 19 and a half, though? The markets have definitely reacted he, to his recent performance. Yeah, but it's the fact, but it's because he, he, like, look at the teams that are towards the bottom in terms of points in the paint scoring. You have the Bucks. he gave them 30. They're at 26. You have Dallas. What do you give them? 24. They're at 24. I think it's 23 that, rebounds in that game, too. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Like, and so, and then you have that Utah game where they're up at 19. He only got 17 against them. And uh, so, in that Pelicans team, he got 14 points against them. They're a little bit tougher of a matchup. They're up at 12. This Washington team is all the way down at 29. I mean, I think they're at, they're reacting to it, but he's still going to have a 20-point game. Like, I'm taking Jared Allen higher than or over wherever platform we're on, 19.5. I like it. I think I like Kuzma rebounds in this game. It's kind of similar to your logic for Jared Allen and how Washington has no front-court options that could actually stop him. He's Gafford's mm-hmm. in foul trouble every game. Kuzma plays a ton of minutes. And for a small forward-power-forward hybrid, pretty good rebounder. Just in general, mm-hmm. to go through his numbers, he's had at least seven rebounds in seven of the last ten, and he's had at least uh, seven rebounds in eleven of the last nineteen. It's even money 
or six and a half. Like somebody's gonna have to rebound this ball on the team. So I'll go with Kuzma because he's at least going to play a decent amount of minutes. So give me Kuzma rebounds over six and a half. All right. If you're looking to go to this game tonight, because the only people that were really, really locked into that handicap are people that are probably going to the game tonight. Make sure you use game time. Don't worry about trying to find somebody outside the arena and uh, buy tickets, those sketch tickets that might not even work. Don't do not do that. No, no. Hop on the game time app. I've done it right outside the arena before. I've gotten tickets last minute as I was on the way to the venue and they were in my phone populated and I walked in with no sweat. Make sure you tap into that game time guarantee where if you buy tickets on game time and uh, if you if you find tickets somewhere else, maybe somebody in the same row, same section, you know, sitting as you said, hey, I paid, you know, 50 bucks less for my tickets, then game time is going to credit you 110 percent the difference. Make sure you you tap into the game time app, download the game time app, create an account and use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analyst platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything in NFL, NBA, and soccer. And they have that revolutionary parlay optimizer tool that, you know, it just it breaks everything down by hit rate, expected probability, all of these great analytics and data to go to make you feel better about your parlay. Stop betting in the dark and join the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Visit the Hall of Fame Bets app or... Visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start winning today. All right. Let's go. I mean, we have OKC on a back-to-back. They're on the road going to play the Atlanta Hawks, who have the worst ATS record in the league. Maybe that was a little bit of biasness of where I want to go with this game. But we have the Hawks with the worst ATS record in the league going up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City did just beat Boston Celtics last night, as we talked about earlier. It's currently OKC minus one, 248 and a half is total injury report here. And for the Atlanta Hawks, because they didn't play yesterday, I have Seth Lundy questionable, no DeAndre Hunter. And there's no official injury report for the Thunder, but as of right now, it looks like everybody that played yesterday should probably play today. Scott, it's basically a pick them here. Who's going to win this game between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Atlanta Hawks? It's a great scheduling spot for Atlanta because the Thunder had a war last night that they won. You could argue that it was an emotional high and they might mm-hmm. overlook this opponent and no-show it. Having said that, I can't stand this Atlanta team. And I've made a lot of money fading them no matter what the spot is. I don't really care. This team's one of the worst ATS teams of all time at this point in the season. Uh, I'm not taking Atlanta. I, if I was going to take Atlanta, I'd consider the team total over because I don't think that either team's going to stop anybody in this game. Mm-hmm. But I I just trust the Thunder more. Uh, I feel like the Th- Hawks are a team that I faded with over the weekend. I faded them. They were up 20 in the first quarter against Sacramento. And guess what happened? They lost the game. At home, but twenty point lead at home. Like I, I can't trust this Atlanta team. They're a poorly run. I don't want to say organization or how you want to phrase it, but I don't like how the parts mesh together with this team. At least OKC has chemistry. I don't know what Atlanta has. They got Trey Young getting a bunch of assists. That's it. That's all they got. Dejounte's been horrible. Clint Capella might be washed. I like Jalen Johnson a lot. He's been really good since returning to the lineup. And Bogey, I think, is a great bench player. But that's basically it. I, I just don't see much that I like for this Atlanta team. I'm going to lean to OKC. I think they have the better coach. They have the best player on the court, assuming he plays. 
They have the better <laughs> bench. They have the better supporting cast. I know it's a very bad scheduling spot for OKC, but the Thunder have been proven, have proven the season that they are good spot proof. There are no good spots when this team plays because they underachieve anyway. I'm going to lean to the Thunder. I can't stand this Hawks team. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so out on the Hawks, man. Like, I am just completely out on the Hawks. And, I mean, there's a number of things that we can look at here. I don't even know where to start. Let's, I mean, on no rest, the Oklahoma City Thunder are 3-0 this season. Only team I'm beaten without on uh, no rest this season, so... I mean, we have that going for us. We have the fact that this OKC team, from contrary from the start of the season, actually turned up defensively, giving up the six fewest points per game in the league over the past five games, whereas this Hawks team doing what they always do, sucking on the defensive end and just hoping they outscore teams. And unfortunately for them, what they've been unable to do over the course of this entire season is outscore majority of teams that they've gone up against. I I have no idea how we take this Hawks team, man. I just really don't, man. The, and there's They've people that's betting the Hawks before, and they still don't cover. Like I don't know if it matters. Yeah, man. I see the line dropping. I see the people coming in on the Hawks and forcing the line drop. I don't know, man. I would be so nervous if I had the Hawks on a slip tonight. I if would I was be so the Hawks, sick I'd to my stomach. Over. Yeah, like because they've been a decent starting team, but they're terrible after halftime. Yeah, I can't, I can't expect them to close this game out. I really can't. I would rather take some random trade prop than take the Hawks on the money line here. But two forty-eight and a half is total. Like I said, OKC stepped it up defensively. They are on a back-to-back though, so they might let some things slide. Let's see what their over/under record is on is on a back-to-back. Scott, anything you like in the meantime? I think I'm going to lean over uh, for this game in general. I know the totals dropped about four points, but the argument is back to back. Maybe OKC sits some people, but damn, man, like OKC defensively is <laughs> still not very good. I do yes, think you're looking at the. I do think you're looking at the Hawks defense being an absolute lost cause. I don't know how they're going to guard anybody in this game. I'm going to lean over. DeAndre Hunter is the only good defender on the entire roster, and he's not playing. So have fun trying to guard Shea. Like, enjoy. I think it's going to be a massive stat game. Maybe a same-game parlay game uh, between Shea and Trey and how that works itself out. But I think I'm leaning over. I think one of these teams' minimum reaches 130. You might get a track meet game, maybe a Thunder-Golden State like uh, in-season uh-huh. tournament-type game where you have a close game throughout. Each team walks into 125, and you fly over. I'm going to lean over. I, I just don't trust either team to guard anybody. Yeah. 3-0. and Okay, see you to the over with no rest. Doesn't it, surprise it, me. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the over is the way to go. Maybe if that's it. Hey, maybe if you want to back Atlanta, that's how you do it. Take their team total over. That might be the way to do it. Because both these two teams are going to score points. They should probably both clear that. All right. In Shea we trust, in Shea we trust, in Shea we trust. I mean, what's I don't this points prop at now? It. Is it is it at thirty seven and a half yet, or we're still in like thirty? I, I have no idea, and I mean, I'm at this point, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not you afraid. You assume man. he walks into thirty five every. Bro, game. it's like 30, he's at thirty four uh, and a half. 
the automatic assumption is that he gets 30. Now I'm just trying to figure out, is it a 30 on the die? Is it a 31? Or is he going to bless me and get a 36, 37? But the automatic assumption every game is that he's walking in 30. Well, that was my weekend strategy. On Friday, I'm like, oh, they're going to beat the, the Nuggets, so I might as well take Shea 35-plus points with that, and then he walked into 40. Just how it goes. Like He just walks so into good. 35 every game he plays. He's so, so good, man. So freaking good. All right. Ah, Shea is so good. Okay. Uh, anything else that uh, Trey assists? I'm tempted by Chet blocks. I like in this game, and I have to mention Jalen Johnson. Even though I don't necessarily like the Hawks in general as a team, I do really like Jalen Johnson as a player. I think that he's very mm-hmm. solid. I think he's in line for a good performance, and he's been they really were coming good for his head when he was in college too. Well, he also quit midseason with Duke, so I wasn't a big fan of his yeah. in college. But he's still a solid player. I, I can't deny it. His point totals at fifteen and a half. And that line feels too low for a game that I think breaks the 250s. He had 24 last game, 16 the game prior. Guy's good. Guy's really, really I like good. His, I think we can. I think we can play a rebounds ladder. Well, somebody's gonna have to rebound play, the ball in this game. I think we can play a rebounds sucks. ladder. Like, yeah. And what if Capella's in? What if Capella's in foul trouble? Like, what if Capella? I think I prefer the Sneak Bay rebounds. To be honest, Bay I think is an underrated rebounder. No, he is a good rebounder. His is at six and a half. But Jalen Johnson, I mean, Jalen Johnson coming back to the team. That's what everybody thought when Jay, when remember when Atlanta was doing all right in the first part of the season, and then there was and then Jalen Johnson got hurt, and then they started sucking, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's Jalen Johnson." And then he came back, and they still started sucking, and then they were like, "I just oh, remember no, the moves in the first game of the season to Charlotte." So I skipped the this team might be decent phase. I saw them lose to Charlotte <laughs> in their first game of the season. So that was the first. No, game I, the I don't remember that. But uh, to go through the Bay's rebounding numbers, though, he's had at least uh, seven rebounds <laughs> in five of the last six. He had a double double mm-hmm. last game. Plays a bunch of minutes. I'd probably be on Bay rebounds. He might have a double double tonight. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye out for that. All right. Let's see here. Next game on the slate, we have the Toronto Raptors going up against the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Memphis opened up as a minus two and a half point favorite. They're currently minus one. Two twenty-eight is the total in this one. That's actually dropped a point and a half. For the Toronto Raptors, you have nothing on the injury report. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, who are coming off of back-to-back, Derrick Rose did get hurt in that game. He's TBD for tonight. Still no Brandon Clark. And let's see here. Grizzlies win-loss. I mean, it probably isn't any good because they played without John Morant for the majority of the year. But just for shits and giggles, let's see here. Memphis is 1-4 straight up on no rest. And they are... Or what are you against the spread here? We have. Uh, oh, is that no? That's better than one or four. That's three and two actually. Three and two against the spread. One and four straight up. All right, here we are, Scott. What do you like here? Well, I'm gonna ask. Ja got injured briefly yesterday. He came back and he played in the win against San Antonio. Any See, chance not only he, did he come tonight? back and play? I think he he quote unquote boomed over Wendy too after that. I think that he was did. after that. I, I think so. I, I wasn't an insane poster dunk. The one on Baines I thought was better, but still. Or the one on mm-hmm. uh, Pirtle, which should have ended his career. Uh, career <laughs> I mean, that was just ridiculous. But still, uh, Ja played well at double-double last night. Played San Antonio. <laughs> I don't know if that matters at all. Uh, but for this game, Toronto is a team that ruined the historical streak, so I automatically hate this team. Uh, for the Pistons because they lost that game. Grizzlies at home, they have a good crowd, especially with Ja playing. 
it's a back to back, but I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are in Toronto because two of two guys on your team got shipped there. They lost Ananobi. Barrett in quickly looked okay. They're both in foul trouble for most of that first game, but they won. Mm-hmm. You think Toronto got better with that trade in the short term? Uh, I think it brought a different energy. And I think so, yes, I do think they got better because I think it just brought a different energy that they were looking for. Not maybe the, you know, maybe they're not better defensively. Maybe, you know, RJ Barrett isn't as good as a shooter as OG Anobi, but quickly as a gifted scorer. Like they, and they get after it. Like they make attempts defensively. It's not like they're just traffic homes out there. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that they did get better. It, it brought in a new in- energy. It brought in younger guys around Scotty Barnes, who it seems that they want to build this roster around. So I'm looking forward to see what they do more. But I guess the, I guess the reason why I'm asking, though, is since Toronto's been this bad this season, do you think the recent trade makes them a bit of a buy-low candidate where the markets might be underrating them? Or do you think this team just still sucks? And it was a one-off. They won the last game. That's kind of why. Nah, I think. Nah, I think we can. I think we can buy low, especially when they're getting some. I wish there was some more points here. I would take Toronto. I'm kind of nervous taking Toronto just to win the game. I think this is a really close game, but I think I'm going to lean Toronto. But I don't feel great about it. Yeah, there are better games on the card. (laughs) I I agree. I would take take Memphis if they didn't play yesterday. But the back-to-back, I would rather, you know, consider different options for the game, but I'm going to lean Toronto. Steve said it's scoring 106 against the Spurs is kind of concerning. Yeah, it's not great. Memphis the night before scoring 106. Like, were you looking ahead to this? Did you know you had a back-to-back and you were trying to kind of just coast through and then really give more effort tonight? Like, the first time in four years somebody looked ahead to a Toronto matchup. (laughs) So I don't don't think they were looking ahead of that game. But at least looking ahead to the fact that we know we have we have to play basketball tomorrow. Let's not go, you know, overexert ourselves tonight. But Ja also went back and played in that game. So I don't know, man. I, the game was close guess, for like three quarters. I guess I'll trust Ja, but I don't really like it. I, I think Toronto did get significantly better, and they might actually be better than this Memphis team now. Like, that's really concerning. I don't think this All Memphis right. team's that good. So I'll fade them on the spot. I'll link to Toronto. Um, 228 is the total. I think I'm going to lean under. I, like that I don't know if I feel great about it, but Memphis on a back-to-back, this team is still decent defensively. They're not an amazing defensive team compared to previous years with losing Adams and Clark, et cetera, but yeah. they still got some rim protection, which I think can work out. Toronto, we know, is a bad three-point shooting team. I don't think Barrett's going to help with that. Quickly will. Quickly is a good three-point mm-hmm. shooter, uh, but he can be streaky at times. I'm going to lean under. I just think this number is a bit too high. I could see a bit more of a physical game in this spot. Memphis scoring 106 last night is a bit concerning. I'm going to lean to the under. This line feels a little bit too high for me. Yeah, I like the under, too. Memphis, 1-4 and four to the under and uh, with no rest this season. The fact they played five games, no rest this season is kind of crazy, but 1-4 to that number uh, with no rest this season. All right. Any props you like for a move on? Anything? I automatically got to be tempted by the under for Jaron Jackson rebounds because the man's allergic to grabbing basketballs off the rim. So I'm kind of <laughs> tempted by that under. It's amazing how a seven-footer can't guard a rebound to save his life. Honestly, um, why have we not just been parlaying his under rebounds with over and blocks? Like, it's clear that's the only thing he cares about doing around the rim. Sure, this is the steals have actually been pretty good recently for Jaron. He had a decent amount of blocks yesterday, too. Uh, but the steals have been pretty good for him. But in general, Jaws at eight and a half assists, I don't think I can consider that. He's probably going to go over, but I I just can't at eight and a half. The line feels a bit high. 
I got to go back to the PRA machine. I'm a fan of Scotty Barnes. It's tough to go against 34 and a yep. half PRA. Guy does have that on the card. So I got to mention that. I had Scotty Barnes on the card. I kind of want to go back to quickly and take quickly again. He did get over his prop, uh, even though, you know, that foul trouble and all that stuff. He still got over his prop that last game in Toronto. Probably gets into a little bit more rhythm. I'm going to be concerned about the Marcus Smart matchup, but eh, I'm not really too keen on Marcus Smart these days. So I'll take uh, Emmanuel quickly. Go ahead and get it done. Oh, what is his prop today? I don't even think it's out yet. Let me see quickly. Nope, I got him at 15 and a half here. Minus 125. Yeah, I think you prefer the points or the threes. Mm, Give me the points. Okay. If you're curious, by the way, you can get the three pointers at. Sorry, just quickly pulling that up. You you get the three pointers at two and a half, the over two and a half plus 145. Oh, wow. No, I'll take take both. That's really, that's a good value. Yeah, he, he just got to get going and he'll be all right. I really think quickly is going to be really, really good for Toronto. Like maybe something like Lou Will when he was playing for Toronto. I think I don't know why they paid Schroeder if they got a younger version of the same guy. But sure, I mean they might end up trading Schroeder by the trade deadline. So we'll see what happens there. But I don't mind uh, Jaron Jackson blocks in this game too. I mentioned before Toronto can't really shoot. We know RJ Barrett and quickly are never afraid of actually attacking the basket. Uh-huh. Jaron's going to park himself down there and try to punt every shot. So I don't mind Jaron, and he's at home. So they might stab pad his numbers. I'll take the over blocks for Jim. Might have to SGP this game. Might have yeah. to get us some game probably going in this game. I really like this game because I think Jaw's gonna have a game. I think he's gonna. I I would take Jaw. I think Jaw's gonna have a game. Toronto can't stop anything inside the paint, and that's where Jaw lives. He leads the league in uh, scoring inside the paint, and yeah. he. I think he's gonna get to the foul line. So when you wait a little bit closer, because they normally do it closer to game time, look for Jaw free throws and just take the higher or the more or the over, whatever you're looking on. Uh, I, I think that he's going to get to the line often, and that's going to really push his 25 and a half. Uh, that's way too low. I think Jaws going off today. Well, he ended Pirtle's career once already, so we can go for it again <laughs> uh, in this game. So, All right. Next game up, we have the New Orleans Pelicans on the road going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota opened up minus four and a half. They are currently minus six and a half. 222 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have four the Pelicans. Trey Murphy, the third, is TBD. They did play yesterday. Trey Murphy was ruled out closer to game time. And for Minnesota, it's pretty clean. We know Jalen Clark is uh, on IR with that Achilles injury. He's done. Looking at here against the spread, the Minnesota Timberwolves, not the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm sorry, the Pelicans are 2-2. 2-2 against the spread on a back-to-back this season, and they are also, wow, that is not no rest. That is no rest. We have the New Orleans 1-3. 1-3 straight up, 2-2 against the spread. I mean, there was nothing in my mind that told me that I was taking New Orleans here. I, th- this is an absolute lock for me in Minnesota, minus six and a half. I, I, I can't trust New Orleans. I don't trust New Orleans to do anything right. And they New just Orleans came off of a blowout win. Team. A blowout win the day before. I'm I'm so great with fading this team after a blowout win. So great. Minnesota's also 14-1 and one at home, uh, straight up, which helps. But I don't know. The, recently, I've been watching more Minnesota basketball. And there's just something that I'm not vibing with with this team. I recognize they're still a good team, but Brunson, we saw, have a terrible shooting game at 14 assists. Randall at 39. Gobert, mm-hmm. cat, come on, man. 39 points for Randall. You got to do better than that. Uh, but I do think we'll get this matchup. 
I think I'm going to lean New Orleans in the spot. Uh, six and a half, I just think it's too large. It's a back-to-back, but New Orleans got to rest all the starters for the entire fourth quarter because they were beating my Nets by 30 about at halftime. I'm going to lean New Orleans here. I, once again, Minnesota's a team that I have not been the biggest fan of how they've played lately. I recognize the upside with this team. I recognize the record, the home record. I get it. It's a lot of impressive stuff. But just watching this team play for the last couple of games, I've not been overly impressed. They beat the, They lost to the Knicks, which I thought they looked pretty bad in. Beat the Lakers in a game that LeBron may or may not have hit the game tying three, but either way, point is they won that game. They struggled mm-hmm. against a Dallas team missing half the roster. That game was close in the fourth quarter when their best player was arguably Tim Hardaway Jr., and they got killed by the Thunder. Uh, I just think this Timberwolves team is, of course, very good, but recently something just feels a bit off to me. I'm going to lean to New Orleans on the spot. Yeah. I mean, they have not covered the last four games. It's a pretty bad, pretty bad streak they're going on. I, I just can't. I can't get behind New Orleans to get this win on the road. And I, I just, I'm not buying into this New Orleans team, man. I just, I'm can't. not buying into them either. I just don't want to yeah. lay six and a half. But do you think Minnesota wins? Probably. Like, are you playing that game where Minnesota wins? You think? Okay. I think New Orleans has a shot personally, but if I had to guess, probably Minnesota wins the game. But I'm kind of threading a needle. I don't know. It's just something with Minnesota watching them play recently. I feel like they need Ant to have a big game every game, and I don't like the scoring depth on this roster. And I think that New Orleans does have that. So I think New Orleans can match up against this team. The last two Mm. meetings, New Orleans has actually done decently. They lost at home by one, and they beat uh, Minnesota by, what was it, like 17 or 14 in the last game they played? Uh, 14. So New Orleans has been decent in the last two games. I think it's going to be a closer matchup. So I'm personally going to lean to the uh, underdog in this spot. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to lean over, All three meetings have gone over. So I have no reason to think this game might go under. I'll lean over in this game. And yeah, I'm 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 rocking with Ant Man. I'm rocking with Ant. I think Ant's gonna lead this team to win. Give me uh, what, what's his what's his points prop at nowadays? Twenty nine and a half. Man, he's worked his way up to twenty nine and a half. Hmm, thought it was twenty seven and a half last time. Last time I bet him. All right, twenty nine and a half. Thirty. Uh, I kind of don't like it as much there, but uh, I think he carries them. I think he carries them. He really, he's really the backbone in this team. Anything else you like in this game? Not really. Uh, but I think we kind of covered it. <laughs> All right, great. Next game on the slate, we have uh, your Brooklyn Nets coming off of back to back as well. It's a lot of back to backs today. Uh, playing the Houston Rockets. Houston opened up minus six. They're actually down minus five and a half. 221 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have uh, nothing really different for Brooklyn right now. And for the Rockets, Tari Eason is questionable. You know, Dylan Brooke is still out for a little while. Victor Oladipo, same song and dance with him. All right. What are we doing here? We have Brooklyn, who is currently two and three straight up. Off of a back to back, and where are we going? To they are sitting at where's Brooklyn two two and one. So eh, 
Nothing really there. Two, two, and one ATS, two and three straight up. I mean, it was ugly. It was ugly, Scott. You said that this Brooklyn team doesn't look that good anymore. No, they're bad. Minus five and a half. Still rolling with I'm gonna, the Rockets. I'm going to take Houston. Uh, they're a good home team. They have been kind of struggling lately, but they had a nice bounce back win against Detroit where they outscored Detroit. I think it was 47-25 in the third quarter, and they won that game comfortably. The Nets can't score. Just simply put, they scored less than 109 in three straight games. Scored 85 a reminder, it's 2024. They scored 85 points against the Pelicans last night. <laughs> to go through the stat line, by the way, Dimwitty confirmed not a listener of the podcast because I called him horrible yesterday, and he scored zero points. So <laughs> uh, he's a confirmed not listening to the podcast. Uh, Dimwitty and Cam Thomas yesterday went 0 for 17. They scored zero points. 0 for 17 are you out of your mind i can't i can't do it this team sucks i can't a lot of people think it's karma for benching the entire starting unit in the second half against milwaukee they weren't (laughs) going to beat milwaukee anyway but this team's not very good just simply put i think dimwitty's a waste of space i think this team can't score bridges have struggled recently uh cam johnson's been fine if you want to take his threes but i don't know what there is to like about this team offensively like this team is just they were overachieving. You remember early in the year, I was backing them. They were great uh-huh. ATS. And I said, number one, they were number point, one in ATS. They were at number one. And at some point, I said they were going to fall off a cliff because the team's not talented enough. And guess what? The team's not talented enough. They're getting killed. So I'm going to have to take the Rockets here. It's a back to back. You can argue pride might play a factor and maybe the Nets get up for it. They've gotten buried repeatedly. They've lost four straight games by at least six points. One of them was against the Wizards. The game that was not against the Wizards, they lost every other game by at least uh, 16 points. They're just not good. I'll take you. And defensively, they've fallen off a cliff. Offensively, they they always were not great. Defensively, they used to be good. They've been really Mm -hmm. bad lately. So I'll be on Houston at home. Which which game did Dylan Brooks go out in? I can't remember. Uh... Dylan Brooks got injured in the Pacers game. In the Pacers game? Okay. So this pretty much so yeah. Yeah, this this pretty much tracks. I just kind of let you talk about the side because I really don't want to play one way or another. I just don't want to back the Nets at this point in time. I'll keep fanning them until they cover spread. And I'm probably just gonna lean Houston because of the fact that I'm I'm really good on on backing the Nets right now, even though I do think there is a chance that they get up for this game because Houston's been pretty bad defensively. Like, this is, this is, they've been pretty bad defensively. I mean, okay, yeah. yes, you get your 113 against Detroit. You got Detroit after they, you know, did all that, blah, blah, blah. 131 to Philly, one. Oh, Embiid didn't even play in that game, by the way. They give up one. Yeah, Embiid did not play. 131 to Philly, 129 to the Suns, 123 to Indiana. Like, uh, I think my play is just going to be on the over here. Give me over 221. I think that the Rockets have taken they, – and they were really good. The reason that that's concerning is that they were really, really good defensively, and then it's just like, ooh, you guys kind of hit a wall. And so could it be Dylan Brooks? Potentially. 
game before that was, you know, 106 to 104 win against New Orleans. So potentially it's still in Brooks, potentially not. Could be just coincidence. But I think both of these two teams are going to score. I think that the pace is going to be up there. And I, I, I just trust points more than trying to pick a side in this one. So slight lean Houston, but I will actually take over 221. I, I really, really like that play, actually. I like the over two in this game. Both teams defensively have just not had it the last couple of weeks. So I think it's a good number for if you want to go for a bounce back game for Cam Thomas, it might be a good buy low spot, but mm-hmm. I don't trust either team to guard anybody. So I'll be Oh ready. yeah, I mean they got it. He, he oh for 17 between two of them. I, I just think that Dinwiddie's not going to get better. He's he's this bad. I, well, so. Dinwiddie, I didn't I didn't I didn't say Dinwiddie's name. For, <laughs> I've been yeah, roasting after for 85. After scoring 85, like I think that they're going to settle in a lot more offensively. You, you can't do any worse than that. Well, I guess you can, but it's really hard. New York Knicks are at home welcoming the Chicago Bulls, where the Knicks opened up as a six-point favorite, and they are up to a whopping minus nine and a half. Two twenty and a half is the total here. Injury report for the New York Knickerbockers, and we have Malachi Flynn out, Mitchell Robinson. You know he's gone for a year. And for the Chicago Bulls, we have our Bulls on back to back. They played yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah, they got whooped. Yeah, they got whooped. And so the Bulls are on back to back after. I knew that that was. They got whooped by the uh, the 76ers. And so now we'll see if Patrick Williams is able to play. Uh, no, Tori Craig, no, Zach Levine, no, Vucevic, as you already should know. Kobe White got injured. He was carrying the oh, team yeah, he for did. about a month. He did. I forgot that happened. Yeah, we should probably just take the Knicks, right? I'm going to take the Knicks. Yeah. I, I can't go. I, I really Tibbs. He, I, I don't want to lay this amount of points. Uh, <laughs> you know, Tibbs has a little old dang now. He's got OG Ananobi to play 40 minutes a game. He's got exactly what he needs. But <laughs> I'm going to go with the Knicks here. I just think that they're a bad matchup for the Bulls. I mean, you're looking at the Knicks being able to throw out a bunch of solid wing defenders. The Bulls don't have much wing scoring. Kobe White was carrying the team, and he recently struggled offensively, and the team fell apart. But you're trying to think of who's going to score for this team if Kobe White's not going to go. Who's going to score for this team? They have Drummond, who is not a good offensive player, could rebound, though. Levine's still injured, or injured. We'll phrase that however you want. What do they have? They have no offensive. Io Desumu, Io Desumu, who randomly he was good in Illinois offensively. He gives you he gives you a random twenty five. Like every season, there's a couple of random twenty twenty five games in there where you're like, oh, there's the player that we thought they were going to get all the time. I mean, just reading off. I mean, you got DeRozan. DeRozan's going to have to carry this team. This might be a DeRozan MSG game. But to read off the actual starting lineup once again, Kobe White, who might not play. I'm assuming he's not going to play. Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, who's also questionable, and Drummond. But you have one score, assuming that White doesn't play on the entire starting lineup. I'll pass. I'll take the Knicks. Beat Minnesota last game. Good win for them. I'm going to go with the Knicks. Yeah, and yes, uh, Luis, I see Vucevic is still out. So he's not going to play. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I just don't know how you could take the Bulls. Honestly, don't know how you could take the Bulls. Which tells me that the Bulls is probably going to end up being a play tonight, but I can't take them. I'm going to take the Knicks, and I really, really hate I really don't want to lay nine and a half with the Knicks. I really don't want to lay nine and a half with the Knicks, but man, 
compensate the Knicks, unfortunately. If you like the Bulls in this game, just parlay it with DeRozan points. It's the only way they're going to come. Re- so I don't think it's DeRozan. If they win, really? I do not think it's going to be because of DeRozan. I think DeRozan will be fine. I do not think DeRozan is going to be the reason they win this I'm game. I'm assuming if they Kobe win this game. That's kind of my point. He might. I, but the thing is, I didn't see like his name. As like they have Patrick Ball, like Patrick Williams as TBD, but they don't have Kobe White as TBD, so he might actually be okay and good to go. I think somebody in that backcourt is going to torch this Knicks team. So whether it's Kobe White, whether it's Iota Sunwoo, that's why I, I mentioned his name because I think it's a chance that he kind of has one. But the Sunwoo yeah. shoot. I remember middle and uh-huh. not being a great jump shooter. Can he shoot? Uh, that's why I said he he only has those certain like there's like two or three games throughout the year where he looks like looks like he can shoot. He looks like a really, really good offensive player. He gets to the rim and then the rest of the season, he just does nothing. And so I'm just going to call the Knicks out and say that they're one of his two 20 point games this season. OK. All right. Uh, I see a good uh, comment from Steve two? saying that Randall's oh. gone over nine and a half uh, rebounds in uh, he's had nine straight double digit rebound games against the Bulls. Now I know that you have Drummond now at center and he's a good rebounder, but we know Hardenstein might be in foul trouble. We know that Randall's usually going to play a bunch of minutes with this team at 39 last game. If you want to go based on usage, I don't, I don't mind the Randall rebound angle. Yeah, no, I like that. And I like Zay Cash. Shout out to Zay Cash for hopping in, catching us live on the YouTube channel. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's Andre Drummond's rebound line at, bro? That's a great. That's a good question. That's a very good question. What is his I'll rebound line at today, man? <laughs> uh, I don't see dang, any uh, don't see props up. No, because I'm right. waiting on the injury reports for some of the other All guys. Right. I don't mind Kobe White under uh, when the line gets posted if it's still in the 20s. I just think that number's a bit too high. Mm-hmm. Okay, I man, I really want to. I really want to know what was the answer, Andre Drummond, man. I really. I got to assume it's somewhere between thirteen and a half and fifteen and a half. If I had to guess, probably fourteen got and a half. To. If I had to guess, got to. Oh, this man is hilarious. I can't believe he's really like he really really like turned the clock back. 25, 16, 23, 17 in his past four games. When he, he was rested, over, they barely used him for about over. three months. Yeah, and now he's he's going out there. He said, "I'm not a backup. I am yep. not a backup." Oh man, I, I I don't know. Like, dog, how do they not set this as sixteen and a half when it opens? Oh, uh, the concern might be a blowout factor, or maybe just foul trouble in general. Man, man. Uh, yeah. With that, I'm on Randall. I like. That. I'm gonna have fun watching Drummond try to guard Brunson in these pick and rolls. It's going to be horrible. Actually, we yep. should really be on Brunson because of that. Well, he had, a, he, had a, he had 14 assists last game, but he couldn't shoot. He bricked every yeah. shot. I, th- I think Brunson goes off in this game if the uh, Knicks are going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, I like Brunson, too. I think Brunson has a good day. All right. Hmm. feel good about that one. Just a lot of points for the Knicks, man. All right. Portland going up against Dallas. Dallas is at home laying 11 and a half. 238 is the total. Injury report here, and we have Anthony Simons questionable, Tamani Camera questionable, Duop Reith questionable, Moses Brown questionable, DeAndre Ayton is out. And for the Mavericks, we have Dante Exum as doubtful. All right, Scott. I talked about this on Monday, and before the game started, KD got ruled out. 
So Portland fell from a double-digit favorite to minus nine and a half, and they got buried. It's because they didn't close as a double-digit favorite, Scott. You got to close as a double-digit favorite with Portland, and then they're going to show up to the game. We're getting Dallas as a home favorite. You know we hate that. We get Portland as a double-digit favorite. What was that? Uh, six and what was it? Six and two on the year. Three and uh, three and what was that? Three and five straight up. Six and two on the year. Three and five straight up. I don't think any injury report is going to drop this under double digits. So I think that we're good. The system is here. We get to fade Dallas Portland plus 11 and a half. Scott, are you with me? I really wish I knew if Simons was playing or not. If Simons just, was playing, just, I would this be. Is the, this is the most he's been. Like, this is the closest he's been in a while. They, I'm really annoyed. At he's, my, playing. Yeah, he's playing. I'm annoyed at myself because I wish I realized that Kyrie came back. Because I would have slammed Utah. Because I still don't <laughs> like this Luka and Kyrie backcourt. I, I just don't think defensively they can guard We anybody. hammered Utah. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I didn't get the memo. I just forgot about it. And then Jordan we Clarkson hammered it. Utah. Jordan Clarkson has a triple-double off the bench. What the hell is wrong with you? Hey, shout um, out to Will Hardy. Shout out to Will yeah. Hardy, by the way. Hey, Grab Will a Hardy. rebound so I could bench your ass. Uh, he's got some great sound bites, man. He, got some great sound Boston bites. I like the over. Very good with me. Very I like the over in this me. game. Dallas is backcourt with Luca and Kyrie. Traffic cone central. They're not going to guard anybody. I like Simon's points if he plays. I don't mind Scoot Henderson double double if he's in, if he's in the lineup. I think he might have a bunch Come of assists. <laughs> I'm going all over the place here, but yes. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Portland. I'm gonna fade Dallas with Luca and Kyrie together because I think defensively they're a lost cause. And until they let's go. It out, I'm Are gonna you, Scott, please say it. So. Please, please tell me you're right with me on the plus 470 money line. Yeah, I'll tell you, if on. Simons plays, I'll pull the trigger. No, because you're gonna get a lower number, Scott. Come on, let's do it right now. Let's just do it right now. Come on. Say it. Just say I, it. Scott. I really need Simons. He's gonna play. To play. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. I'm telling you, he's gonna play. Fine. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Fine. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Bro, come on. This is a great sweat. Like, why would you who would what would you rather sweat? Dallas money line here or Portland money line? Like, there's this is such a great sweat. I've seen Luca and Kyrie play for over a half a year because of what happened last season, and they can't guard anybody. They're not very good yes, when they're together. They can't. So I, I can't do it. Uh, I'll lean Portland. <laughs> Simon's is going to have a great game. Plus when they, when they, fine. All right. When they drop the when they play the drop, and and you know they give him because I don't even think they have anything out on Portland right now. Yeah. So when they drop these lines, like slam Simons over on points, he's going to come back and he's probably going to score 30. I'm not going to lie. He's probably going to score 30. Uh, you're going to get uh, Dallas can't stop anything inside the paint. Like there's so many, there's so many reasons how Portland can make this close. Like there's so many ways that Portland can make this close. And if Portland is going to make this close, I want to sweat a money line. And I'm telling you right now, seven though, how the hell do you lose to Utah by 37? 37? Hey, Come on, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Come on. Hey, man. It's disgusting. Come on, man. And I think people are thinking that it's going to be a bounce back because they lost to Utah by 37, and they might not. They might not. <laughs> a bounce back's a win. Winning by 12 is crazy. Like That I can't take. No. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. And now I can't wait to fade this next team. Come on. We're going. Come on, Scott. We got to do it. We got to do it. Utah is laying eight and a half at home. Open up minus five and a half against the Detroit Pistons, the three and 30 Detroit Pistons, who could be starting another losing streak here. 
239 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams and I have for the Pistons Isaiah Stewart is out for a while with a toe injury and for the Utah Jazz I have nothing they are healthy I mean I'm just getting I'm I'm really getting flashbacks of fading Utah as a favorite and I'm looking at Utah out very minus well eight and a half. who the who is this Utah team to be laying eight and a half points in Utah's defense, they had the G League squad beat the Pistons in Detroit by eight points about two weeks ago. So, okay, okay. in their defense, that, that did happen. Uh, but when you see it here, when you see it here, it's a different thing. It's different when you're looking at the number. They were technically a dog in that game. This is different when were. you're looking at a number and it says eight and a half. It's different, but I understand it. Because Utah's actually won five of six. They've actually been very good. So they're so I'm doing. Gonna give them props. Utah casually, by the way, fifteen and nineteen, casually approaching five hundred. No, so casually. so so I told I tweeted out something after the Thunder beat the Celtics and I cashed that Thunder money line, and I was sitting there and thinking about. I went through the draft picks and I had posted the draft picks and I looked and I saw that Jazz pick and it said top ten protected and I'm like, huh. Is there a point in time where the season where the Jazz just say because they're literally tenth worst team right now? That's oh, like a point in time line. where they just they're going to trade half the team of the trade that line. Yeah, and then they're just going to tank and they're going to keep this pick this year. And so, at some point, the wheels going to fall off. I don't think it's right now. But eight and a half, come on, man, eight and a half. I'm not sure if Detroit wins like four more games the rest of the season. Like this team oh is God. so bad. Ah, uh, the thing is, people are like, oh yeah, the losing streak's over. They might they might start another like fifteen. I'll take the over six and a half for Detroit rest of the season. I'll take over six and a half. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, uh, I'll, take, I'll maybe, take over six and a half. <laughs> I I think looking at this matchup here, I'm gonna have to. I'm actually I might actually lean to Utah in this game. I know that it's a spot where blindly you want to take the points because Utah's not built to cover as a favorite. I think Detroit's about to lose another 12, 15 games in a row. I, I can't do it. Uh, you, Houston was embarrassing themselves out there post Dylan Brooks injury, and then Houston buried him by 20 and change. Utah has been very good recently. I love Hardy as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. I'm going to take Utah. I think the Pistons are a laughing stock. I just think that the team's a lost cause. I think they won their game. They're going to revert back to not caring. They're going to embarrass themselves again for the next month and a half. Give me Utah. Let's go Mormons. Give me the Mormons minus eight and a half. I just, I just can't. I, I, can't. I understand why you can't. I get it. I, I just can't. I just can't do it. Let's see here. Detroit. Uh, I, I, if I fade Detroit the rest of the year blindly, I'll probably make money. So I, I just, I can't. Go well. In your defense, Utah is three and I was a home favorite this season. I would love to see what was the spread on those games. I'm about to look Beat it up. Dallas by thirty-seven. Sure, they earned my trust. Why not? Jordan Clarkson bench triple doubles. Yeah, why not? Uh, so they laid two at home against Memphis early on in the season. They got that win. They laid seven against Portland at home. They got that one in cover. Okay, seven is okay. pretty high. All right. Yeah, okay. seven. Yeah, I respect seven. I really do. I respect seven. And then there's no way they covered a line of seven last year. By the way, <laughs> they were, they were <laughs> definitely over. I, I, have, I don't think year. they covered seven but... at all last year. And then I think that last one is this San Antonio game. No, that's on the road. Where's the last? I don't know. Whatever. There's one more around there somewhere. They won know. that San Antonio game, right? 
Yeah, they won that one on the road. Yeah. So I mean, they've been covering as a favorite. Oh, I mean, bro, eight this eight and a half just looks disgusting. Like, oh, it, it really looks does. very disgusting. But Utah's been in good form, and Hardy we right. trust. Okay, you kind of sold me. I guess we'll. I guess I'll go. I'll, I'll flip back to Utah. You sold me. It's just fun to fade the Pistons as well. So I, I I just hate looking at this eight and a half here. Eight and a half really looks nasty. But if I if I take Utah, you know I'm back in Lori. Yeah, I'm back in Lori. So. Lori, give me some Lori prop in a win, and that's going to be good enough for me. Bogdanovich revenge game. Ooh. Does Ooh. Alec Burks count? Because he's been on about 17 teams. Does he count? No, Alec Burks doesn't count because he also I believe sucks he also too. used to play for Utah, so I have to ask if that counts. He also sucks, too. He doesn't I know that. Actually, he has, he has he not seen a shot he doesn't <laughs> like. He does not know that. <laughs> Monty Williams doesn't know that either. He's playing like 30 minutes a game. Monty Williams has no clue. But it might hey, be a good man. play on game. Hey, Marvin, man, if you fade me and you keep making money, like, shout out to you. Shout out to you. So I, I, I don't care. As long as y'all make money out here, I don't care what y'all do. For real, for real. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah, I don't really got anything else. But we got the Clippers playing the Suns. That's going on. Minus three and a half, 232 and a half is the total here. Injury report, and we look like we've got the oh, where are they at? Durant's not. Uh, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, no Durant. That's pretty much it. No Durant. I don't see anything else on the Clippers side. I can't take Phoenix without Durant. Congrats. You beat Portland. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Like, what, I can't read anything into that. I will admit they have played better lately. So I will give Phoenix props, but they've been an up and down team all year long. The Clippers, when they were going through a slump, were without Kawhi. With Kawhi, this team I actually think is pretty good. So I'm going to lean Clippers here. They just have more firepower. I think they can match up well against this Phoenix team. They need Booker and Beal to carry the entire offense. And I just have more faith in the Clippers' options. I'm going to go with the Clippers here because you have, whether it's Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, even Norman Powell off the bench, who I love as a bench player. They just have more scoring options. I'm going to only do the Clippers in the spot. If Durant was playing, I might consider Phoenix, but without Durant, I can't do it. I'm going to link to the Clippers. I'm assuming you're I on guess. the same page. Yeah, I guess I'll take the Clippers too, man. Really kind of over this unsafe. <laughs> um, yeah. I acknowledge them as being a streaky team, but without Durant, I just think they're outmanned. That I think, and I think it's the yeah, They just can't get that bench together, man. They really no. can't. Shout yeah, out to Bull Bull though. Had a pretty good game off the bench last time out. <laughs> he was one oh, rebound man. away from a double double. Gotta give him props for it. Yeah. All right. Once again, gets on the Clippers. Ones, so it doesn't really count. But. I don't really like the Clippers. Like I don't like this. I really don't like this. But uh, yeah. By the way, Strutter's yeah. Beal going off twenty five plus points. I'll consider that going off. I didn't say it's likely. I'm just saying. I mean, he's got. He should do something, man. That's my version of going off for Beal. It'd be. 25. Feel like you. Feel like we've been here for a long time, and I don't think Bradley Beal's really done anything for this team at all. Whatsoever. He's keeping but, bags. Yeah, it's a full time job, man. I don't even want to call him Bradley Keep a Bag Beal anymore because it's like, what are you getting a bag for? You're not playing, and when you do play, I mean. It's not, it's not the you know almost leader in or did he lead the league? The real, the real leader keep scoring? a bag king is uh, Ben Simmons. 
It's like, really Harrison Barnes, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> well, Barnes really actually Barnes. <laughs> Simmons gets paid and doesn't show up, so he's technically keeping the bag. Oh, no, it's Oladipo. Oh, yeah. It's a fake player. He's keeping the bag. Fake player. The Orlando Magic. <laughs> the Orlando Magic are on the road going to play these Sacramento Kings. Kings open up minus one. They are currently minus four and a half. 231 is the total. And we got here for the Magic. Markel Fultz, Isaac, and Joe Ingles all out. Nothing to report for the Kings. What the hell was that? Kings last played night basketball last night. Yeah, yeah, I was about well, to say they, Kings. They Kings allegedly played basketball. Played basketball. <laughs> they didn't show up. I don't know who replaced them, but they allegedly oh, played basketball boy. last night. What yeah, allegedly. I mean, was it looking ahead to this Orlando team? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. I hope They're for crazy. their sake, man. That was bad. All right. So I want to give have... a shout out to Sabonis, though. I gave out yeah. Sabonis triple double on the show at plus 360, and he had 11 turnovers. So shout out to him for coming through for me. No, that doesn't count as a triple double. But uh, yeah, he had, 11, he had 11 turnovers last night against Nick Richards and company. Uh, not ideal. But Orlando also lost yesterday. So how do you want to read into it? Didn't the Kings have hey, a man. dead right spot? And I, I mean, off of no rest and how they've been playing off of no rest this season. Oh, no, that's the spot you want to back, man. Owen four straight up. Owen four against the spread off of no rest this season. I mean, they, they, they haven't gotten it done before this point. Why do we think they get it done now? Off of, I mean, it's been a couple times I backed them in that spot too, man. I, I'm taking Orlando. I'm really on the fence in this game because I've criticized Orlando. I like this team to win the division preseason, but I recognized about two, three games into the season. This team just can't score in the half court late in games. They're a terrible fourth quarter offense. And Marvin mentions it. They dribble into the paint and they don't really do anything because this team can't shoot. They have no yep. three-point shooting. They, they can't stretch the floor. Uh, you have Franz who can shoot a little bit. Gary Harris can shoot. But besides that, they really don't have any floor spacers on the entire team, and that's a problem because Sacramento's a good offensive team. Uh, Sacramento doesn't guard anybody, and you mentioned how bad they were uh, on back-to-backs this season. But Orlando's a team that I don't want to say peaked too early, but it feels like they might have peaked a bit too early. So <laughs> I leaned to Golden State last night. They got it done. Props to them, but I'm going to lean Sacramento. It feels like a spot where Mike Brown, oh. a no-nonsense coach, is going to get something out of his guys. So I'm going to lean to Sacramento at home. Light the beam. Orlando, in their own right, is 2-4 and four, uh, straight up. And where are you at? Orlando, 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 Orlando. 3-3. Three and three. So 2-4 and four straight up, 3-3 three and three gets spread coming off of no rest. I just know Sacramento is going to be able to score more consistently than Orlando. Orlando's offense, I'm really not impressed with. They need one or two more solid shooters on this team. Man, just give me... Four and a half? Four and a half? Like, if I was getting closer to a pick, I'm okay. I could really buy you, buy into Sacramento. That four and a half is really, I mean... I really kind of want to take. I really just kind of want to say, "Fuck it," and take the points. But I do actually think Sacramento wins the game. 
That's really threading the needle. You're going Miami. I know, I You're know. going Miami Heat on this one? I know. I'm not. I'm just going to take Sacramento and I'll lay to four and a half. Four and a half just sounds like a terrible number. Like, it really feels like I'm getting worse than the number, and I'm probably not going to actually bet the four and a half, but I'll just take some form of De'Aaron Fox and Sacramento and get a win. Sure. Yeah, that 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 feels a lot better. Or maybe like a, a Keegan Murray threes in a win. Keegan Murray threes have been pretty good, over, like just historically over the course of the season. So like maybe something like that. But uh, four and a half is actually really concerning because I could see this being like a three point two point game. I really could. Give me the clutch award winner to outplay a bad offense in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I like it. All right. Yeah, I like. It. Yeah, we'll go Sacramento. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah, for this game? No. Uh, no. I like Fox. I think that Sabonis rebounds is worth consideration. But yeah, I once again I'm just kind of picking the star players to show up for Sacramento. Maybe you'll see Malik uh Monk off the bench have a good game, but for the most mm-hmm. part, no. I, I think I'm good. All right. Let's see here. Last game of the slate, we have the Miami Heat. On the road, playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers open up minus five. They're currently sitting at minus five and a half. 228 and a half is total. Injury report. We have for the Lakers, LeBron questionable, AD probable, Cam Reddish probable. Excuse me. D'Angelo Russell is doubtful. Rui Hachimara is out. Was that new? I don't think I knew that. Uh, I think Hachimara's been banged up for the last couple of... Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Hmm. No, he's been playing. He's been battling some injuries, but he played eight minutes against New Orleans and he left. I didn't know Hachimura was out for this game. I just I just learned that right now. Is that a calf issue? All right. And we got for the Miami Heat, Josh Richardson questionable, Caleb Martin doubtful, Jim Butler out, Hayward Highsmith out. I'm not surprised by how it's gone this season, but Jimmy Butler just pisses me off, man. He just, he just never plays. I know I know how good he is in the playoffs. Guy never plays any games. Ever. And nobody cares. That's how it goes, man. Because <laughs> they, they find ways they find ways to be just above five hundred. Like they find ways to be just above five hundred. They punt seeding, but it, it's really just annoying that Jimmy the Ball one never season plays in any game. The one season he played, they were the one seed. Yeah. Pretty Great much. call on this show from the NBA Gambling Podcast earlier that season. But like, I remember you said like the one season he played there, the one seed, and then he just said, "All right, well, I don't want to do that again." Like that's really what it feels like. He said, "Yeah, whatever that was that season, I don't want to do that shit again." We're I just miss betting his unders. Jimmy would show up in regular season games, not really try. You bet his unders, and then he would take a week off, and it would yep. be the same thing just over and over again. And now he's still out indefinitely. So I know you cashed well on the first uh, meeting because you like the exact score of the game and it got there. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Lakers are at home, but they've been really bad lately. In fact, they're not a playoff team at the moment. They are currently 500. So, do you want to lay five and a half with the Lakers? No. It's like this team is killed. They get killed by this Miami team. I think they lost four of the last five. Wouldn't shock me, especially with the coaching advantage for Miami. Spo yeah. against Darvin Ham? Yeah, sure, I'll take Spo. They've definitely lost three of the last four, for sure. Yeah, I just... I. I yeah, man, it's Miami as a dog. I know they just really killed me with that uh, with that Clippers game. And you know what? And I saw David uh, from Toronto say it earlier. I really should have took Miami in the first half of that game. That's really where I, if I had took Miami in the first half of that game, I would have covered on the spread. So 
Uh, that's brutal on me, and maybe I will make that correction today because they are a very good first half team. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna back Miami here. I'm I'm I, I, I mean they just really just like they it's something against this Lakers team. Like it's something against this Lakers team, whether Jimmy plays or not. I I'm gonna win Miami too. I I just don't want to lay five and a half with this Lakers team. I really do like Miami first half though. The Lakers have been horrible in the first quarter and the first half all year long. I think if Miami's going to keep this game close and maybe win the game, I would appreciate them coming out to a fast start more than the mm-hmm. actual full game because the Lakers are a good second half team. So I'll, I'll I'll lean to Miami first half as well. All right, let's see here. Let's see here. This needs to be a turning point for Miami. As a dog this season, it's not it's not good. It's not good, guys. We're normally better than this. Let's let's tighten up. Let's tighten up here. All right. Props. Anything else? Totals at two twenty eight and a half. Bam drives us nuts, but he's done well against the Lakers in the past. I'm not worried. I, I mean, he doesn't. Bam doesn't drive me nuts. He may drive you nuts. He doesn't drive me nuts. Oh, I that's gave right. That okay. train up yeah, a, long, a year nuts. ago. Yeah, you're right. I'm just gonna. I'm just not gonna worry about it. I'm just not going to worry about it. Maybe it's whether it's a good matchup, whether it's a bad matchup, whether it cashes, whether it doesn't. I I can't lose money on Bam if I don't put money on Bam. So I'm not going to. What do you What do you have again? A twenty rebound <laughs> triple double in the first meeting? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that was that game. I, I don't really have much for this game. I of course I like Hawkes. Hawkes. Hey man, if there's anybody I like, it's him. Good player. And now Caleb Martin's out. So more reason. Yeah, like he him. does. I think he was a Lakers fan growing up. He's from it. Oh, she went to UCLA. No, went to UCLA. So yeah, he's from he's yeah. from that area. I think he was a Lakers fan growing up. I gotta look into that. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I assume if you're from LA and you go to UCLA to share a Lakers fan, I can't think of anybody that's from LA, like legitly from LA, and just randomly claims the Clippers. Now that I think about, it, I actually I actually don't think I I know there's people from LA that like the Clippers, but I can't think of anybody that I know from that's from LA that likes the Clippers. I think Billy Crystal likes the Clippers. That's all I know. That's all <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I don't know. I don't tell me. Let me know if you know somebody from LA that likes the Clippers. I know there's LA Clippers fans. I know there are. I just I know in the it. broadcasting field, Bill Simmons is season tickets, but he's not a Clippers fan. He just has tickets, so he's just going <laughs> to games, not being a fan of the team. So I don't even know. But <laughs> all right, man. Lock dog underdog. Did we do a mojo change here at one point? I don't even know. I think the, I thought the mojo has like been did. good recently. I feel like we've been yeah. This week's been going going pretty well. Let's not change anything up. We've been we've been solid this week. I swept with you on uh, Friday. So, all right, let's see here. What do we? It's actually kind of a lot of things I like today. I like Portland. I do like Miami. Let's see here. Uh, I really do like that over in the Brooklyn Nets and Houston game too. So take wow. it. I dare. I dare you to take it. The over in that game. I am. I'm yeah. probably gonna bet that today. I'm probably really yeah, gonna bet. That it, day. Take it as a lock. You know you want it. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between that and Portland. I really just okay. want to fade Dallas. Like this is really just the ultimate fade of Dallas at home with Kyrie and. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to take Portland. Give me Portland. Get it done. Plus 11 and a half. For my dog. 
even though I know what you're, make I know sure what you you're sprinkle on take. that money line. I know what you're going to take. What? What am I taking? <laughs> you're taking Portland money line, right? Oh no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to double dip like really? that. Really? I, 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 I mean, of course, I'm your... playing Portland money line. Yeah. I'm definitely playing Portland money line, but I'm not going to. I thought that was going to be your like, like hail mary. Yeah, you haven't had a bragging rights dog for a while. Where you can do I feel like if, I feel game. like if I say I feel like I don't have to make Portland my dog for me to get the bragging rights over Portland money line. That's I, I was calling Just for saying. this. All right, fine. Makes for a good sound by the end of the show. I'll just flip. All right, I'll flip it. I'll flip it. I'll flip it. Give me Miami plus five and a half as my lock. I'll go back to the Miami well. And then I will take Portland plus 470 as my dog. There we go. But I'm still taking Miami as my, as it's, what is that line at? What is that number at? Plus 180. I'm still taking Miami at plus 180. And I'm probably going to parlay that with some Hamiakes points. Maybe like 15. Maybe. No, uh, maybe 20. I'll probably go 20. All right. Uh, so for my lock on the show, I think for this one, I'm going to go with uh, the Knicks game. I'm actually going to take the Knicks first half. Uh, I think that they're going to get out to a good start. And I think that Chicago on a back to back, Kobe White's banged up. I think it's a pretty rough spot for them. <laughs> so I see the Knicks at about minus five and a half at minus 104 in the first half. I'm going to take that on Knicks in the first half. The season been mediocre, but at home, they're actually pretty good. Uh, so I do think the Knicks can get out to a decent start in MSG. The Bulls, though, on the road this season have the fourth worst first half point differential in the entire league. They were a yeah. really bad team early in games. They were down 30 at basically at halftime against Philly last night. Given the Knicks first half, I do think that with Ananobi on the roster, Josh Hart and uh, DiVincenzo, they can throw a lot of interesting defensive looks at the Chicago backcourt. And Chicago has no scoring depth at all. So I do think that Brunson will play better. I think Brunson's in line for a better shooting game. Randall's off a 39 piece. I think he can play well as well. But I do like how this Knicks roster looks with Ananobi. And I do think that until I see Chicago show up for the road games, I'm not going to back them to do well early on. So give me the Knicks to look sharper in the first half of this game. I'll take the Knicks first half minus five and a half as my lock for my dog. I feel like I need something like SGP related for this Hawks and Thunder game, just because I feel like I need it. But I also think Shangun tears this Nets team in two, so I got to figure out what I want to do uh, for this game. I think for this one, I'm gonna go with a combo play. I'm gonna take Shangun for well, what do I want for Shangun. I want the rebounds, or I want the points. Um. Yeah, I think I'm just going to – I actually might go for like a, a three-pick parlay, same-game parlay for this one. Uh, give me Shengun points at 20. I'll take Shengun 20 points, Shengun 10 rebounds, and I'll take Rockets minus five, and that three picks plus 279. So once again, right. that's Shengun over nine and a half rebounds, Shengun over 19 and a half points, and Rockets minus five. I'll take those three at plus 279. Scott cooking in the lab to give you an SGP for his dog today. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Yes, we need an underdog lineup. Oh, yeah, we do. Crap. All right. Brunson. Or Andrew. We'll start there. Whatever. We'll start with Brunson. I feel like we both said we liked him earlier. Yeah, you know what his number is? Uh, give me a second. 25 and a half higher. That's such a good buy low spot. For a bad shooting game, it's a he still took twenty plus shots. It's a great that it's the a volume great was there. Just shot shot. We, yeah. we need to add that as a bonus play. That's a bonus lot. Brunson over twenty five and a half. So, 
Yeah, Brunson, 25 plus. I like that. I like Shangun uh, rebounds against the Nets. This team can't rebound. All right. Higher 10 rebounds for Shangun. And we need something in that Thunder game, right? Yeah, we do. Shea's yeah, at do. 34 and a half, which 33 I mean, seen, on 33 and a half on underdog. I've seen worse plays, but Bro, I will you never you'll never like I you we could just put Shea. Like I'm not gonna have any quarrels with Shea unless you have yeah, you somebody want else. Yeah, we can. I will never have any quarrels with Shea. <laughs> Shea higher 33 and a half points. Jalen Brunson higher 25 and a half points and Alperen Shangun higher 10 rebounds. Those three picks give you six to one on underdog. $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. All right. We've been here for an hour and a half. We're getting up out of here. We've got things to do. You got things to do. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. Just going to be like this. Make sure you hit the like button on your way out. We are out of here.